How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 of The Fan. We are live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Addison, 5000 Beltline Road. I just want to warn you of something. You should definitely come up here. But if you don't immediately see us, don't think you're in the wrong spot. If you're in Addison, 5000 Beltline Road, we're just on the other side of kind of this cool wall right here. So don't think that I'm like playing mind games with you in my post-Thanksgiving celebration. We are definitely here, and you should come on out to Buffalo Wild Wings. Got all kinds of sports rocking around here. Want to see that A&M? Florida Atlantic game going down. We're at halftime. I think AM's losing by a hair here. <sighs> we got But pick right now, OU and TCU are about to kick off. We have that on. And then. How excited are you for this I, football game, Mike? I'm super excited for Iowa, Nebraska, as they just put the weather up there. It's 27, feels like 17, and the over under is. Is it 26? 25 and a half 25 now. 25 and a half, which is the lowest over under. Pretty much in the history of college football since they said forward passing is okay. Well, can I tell you the trend here? Let's see if you can, you can spot the trend. It's going to be very complex, so prepare yourself. The four lowest over-unders in the history of college football. <laughs> 30 and a half, Iowa, Minnesota. This 30 year. And, this year. 30 and a half, Iowa, Northwestern. Yeah. This year. 27 and a half, Iowa and Rutgers this year. And today, 25 and a half, Iowa and Nebraska. This is awesome. I don't know if you were able to spot the commonality there, yeah. Mike, but. So Iowa has a great defense. And, and they they're going to no, be in the Big, 12 cha- Big Ten championship. And they have no offense. Yes. Because if they had a good offense, you'd say, well, they're going to score 20. Yes. So you'd go, they'll probably give up 10 or more. But I guess. This was at 27 and a half, I yeah. think, the opening line. So enough people have looked at 27 and a half and said that's way too many points for Iowa. I mean, I, like, I'm not going to lie. I'm unreasonably invested in this game now because if they score a touchdown, like, in the first drive. I don't want any touchdowns. I just want okay. all. I want very few field goals, and I want two safeties. Somehow I want two safeties to be scored. I'm assuming if it goes over, it's because special teams or defense Ooh, scored too yeah, many yeah, touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That okay. the defense actually caused a turnover. They picked it up and they ran it in themselves. <laughs> so just think about this. Duran Bland by himself has scored more points this season than they believe will be scored total by both teams in this football game upcoming. Awesome. Whatever happened in Nebraska? Man, that's a good question. All right. We're hopefully going to talk with Mickey in just a couple of minutes, but. In the meantime, I also wanted to trot out some NFL overreaction or not, if you're down for it. All right. All right. NFL overreaction 
or not, the Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley, should be fired right now. Or I guess maybe earlier in the week probably would have made more sense. Yeah, right now would be really tough on a Friday <laughs> before be their weird. Sunday. That's I'm fair. assuming they're playing Sunday. That's, I'm that, sorry, I don't know fair. the Chargers schedule, but I thought he should have been fired after last season. Okay. I, I was surprised he made it to this year. Now, they did make the playoffs last year, and then I thought he was going to get fired because weren't they up 27-0 to zero, or was it 21-0 to zero against Jacksonville in the playoffs? Well, I thought game? it was 21. They, by the way, was they have the Sunday night game okay. against the Ravens. So I don't know how he's keeping this job. He makes major clock decisions, which seem to go wrong every time for him, or going for two or going for fourth down that go wrong for him every time. So I think this will be his last year as a head coach in the NFL. He, I don't think he'll ever get another head coaching opportunity. Yeah. I think he'll be an assistant other places. But, yeah, this has not gone well for him again this year. They've, I blame a little bit of Justin Herbert. I don't think he's as great as advertised. I mean, we've talked about that. You've Clearly, quick, I'm on board. Quicker yeah. than I was. But yeah. at this point, I watch Herbert, and I see there's certain plays. There's these flash plays. That maybe you even see not as good from Sam Howell as from Herbert. But you go, whoa. But then you're like, yeah, let's take in the whole 60 minutes. Yeah. Was the 60 minutes good? And rarely it's great for Herbert. And so um, he does have a very hyped quarterback that he is not getting the most out of. But I also think Herbert might be a little bit too hyped at this point. Well, I'm going to go to another quarterback. NFL overreaction or not. Brock Purdy is the MVP of the NFL. Okay, great question. Thank you. I'm going to go with no, but I do think he's in the five-man conversation, which are all quarterbacks. Okay, who are the men? Well, don't mark that. That is probably not how I wanted to say it. Brock Purdy being one. uh, Justin, uh, sorry, not Justin Herbert. Jalen Hurts being another because of their record. And he stayed healthy this whole year. Right now, I would vote. For Jalen Hurts, I I think that uh, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL by far, but I would give it to somebody else this year. But Patrick Mahomes is one of the five. Um, I would say Lamar Jackson is one of the five. But it'll be interesting now that Mark Andrews is out the rest of the year. It's going to be interesting these last six games because if they win the majority of their games and win that division. Yeah, without their top weapon. Yeah, I do think Lamar Jackson becomes a real, real conversation piece for his second MVP, which is weird because he's been knocked so much in his career. And he'd have two MVPs by, is he 25 or 26? I think he's at least 26, if not 27. Sorry. But, Um, I mean, he's still really young. Yeah, I know he came into the league young in 2018. So, to your point, he's probably 26 or 27. But And then I will do this. And I think this will surprise Cowboy fans. I will put Dak uh, as one of the five now. Ooh! So whenever we say, when has Dak been in the MVP conversation Past late in the season? And here, here we are. Yeah. He is. Lamar Jackson will be 27 at the beginning okay. of the year. Thank you. Is, so to go along with this one, this is one I feel pretty strongly about. Overreaction or not, you were tired of it. <laughs> yes, Mike, they took your food away. What happened? As I <laughs> no, was, they got, I, he's talking too much? I don't, I don't know. They I don't might. mind if they put it in the warmer because I don't have Corey here to really take the mic. So I, I don't know. We'll find out what happened there. But right <laughs> now, brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. It is our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you guys. 
So somebody I didn't expect just, you to be working today. You know what? That is a fair point because <laughs> we I should have sent you a text and been like, hey, we're still going at it. We're all on a charitable high, Mick, as Peaceathon raised $89,000 oh on Wednesday. So we're pretty stoked about that. Somebody asked me, was I more excited for that or the Duran Bland pick six? I said the 89K just because we've been working on that for a really long time. But that Duran Bland play, for a play that had really no impact on the on the game that felt like the biggest non-impact play ever i have to admit i almost had quit watching at that point i was taking notes and everything yeah then i heard a scream and i looked up just as he was catching the ball and it was like he ran like tony dorsett weaving breaking tackles it was like a man on a mission like okay i'm getting this now by god and I know you're not supposed to cheer in the press box, but, man, it would be kind of tough in that moment to not to, like, maybe even do a little fist pump or something like that. I think I was left with my mouth open, like, Ugh, are you kidding me? You know how you just said you're not supposed to cheer in the press box? Right. Mickey, I've only been part of the Cowboys postgame show one year, 2016. But it feels like New York media and Philadelphia media do not respond to that around the nation you're not supposed to cheer for your team i felt like when i was there for giants and eagles games they're like no we're still going to cheer and be really loud for our team (laughs) oh they are no you're exactly right uh sometimes it's the noise noisiest press boxes ever it's amazing what happens sometimes on the road yeah so i asked jerry this question and i'll ask you this question i've never seen this team i didn't ask it this way 92, 93, 95. I'm, I'm in high school for those three championships. Those teams were great. They were outstanding. They won a lot of games. They obviously won the championship. I don't remember at all, and we talked about this before, they didn't blow out teams like this. Like when they had an opponent they were way better than, they definitely beat them for the most part 90% of the time. But I've just never seen a team just totally demoralize and demolish lesser opponents. Um. I think you're right, because I think everybody thought those Super Bowl-winning teams, or at least the teams in the 90s, uh, would just beat everybody to a pulp. And, and no, you're right. That wasn't the case. There were some close games. Uh, they just won, right? But uh, And you're thinking, you know, the, the way they're blowing out these teams, you know, they should beat them, but the magnitude of the wins is incredible. Uh, and I think that only led to, you know, kind of what took place uh, on Thanksgiving. I, I mean, I've covered like 39 of the last 40 Thanksgiving Day games. I don't remember anything like this. I mean, it was just absolutely incredible. The atmosphere, uh, the red kettles, the turkey legs, Dolly Parton, and then erupting for uh, 25 points within nine minutes in the fourth quarter and then get that record and having guys jumping in and out of the red kettles. Uh, I, I don't think I've seen anything like it um, w- w- covering whatever uh, in my career. Now, I don't feel this way at all because it was my team and I loved it, but I do have a couple of friends, unfortunately, who are Washington fans who thought – the turkey leg celebration was most disrespectful to the commanders. Your thoughts? Oh, um, 
I don't know. It was kind of fun. Um, hey, if, if, if they want to be respected, then when it's fourth and whatever, go ahead and punt. Sure. Right? I mean, they brought it on themselves because it didn't happen until they kept gambling on fourth and one or fourth and whatever it was uh, to try to try to, you know, get back in the game when it was basically over. Um, Mickey, I thought it was a beautiful play, though, when they decided to run for it on fourth and one <laughs> and their motion guy took out their running back. And obviously there was penetration by the Cowboys defense. So it's right. going to be tough to make anyways. But I thought. What a great play where you're like, hey, put the guy in motion. So right when we hand it off, he makes the first contact to our running back to stop his momentum to try to get this. It was kind of a Keystone Cops uh, moment, wasn't it? Yeah. And then the next time they had fourth down, they're like, well, we obviously have to pass it. We don't even know how to run motion on these plays. Yeah, and and, and, and then you're trying. He had pressure. Yeah, and you're trying from what? Your own 34 and you get sacked. Uh, and you give the Cowboys the ball to 24, well, what are they supposed to do? Start kneeling? There was still time left. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know what the NFL thought about the red kettle stuff and the turkey legs, but I guess we'll find out. I mean, what are you supposed to do? You're up tw- 35 I know. to 10 with five right. minutes and change to go. And you're <laughs> raising money, right? You yes. guys understand raising money. Yes. Uh, and, the, and you're hungry, too. There's, I'm yeah, eating yeah, right, right now right. while we're doing this segment. <laughs> Probably hadn't eaten since noon or so, right? Um, now, the, the Cowboys <laughs> have won every one of their home games so far this year by at least 20 points. Correct. Could you, do you feel comfortable making the bold prediction that they will win their next two games, both of which are home games, by at least 20 points? Well, I don't know about the second one, but <laughs> after seeing what Seattle put down Man. yesterday, uh, probably – at least another one, right? And then that, after that, if you get it, right? And remember I kept saying you got to win four in a row to get yeah. to the Eagles at nine and three. Well, they got one step left. And, you know, if you can do that, then, you know, game on with the Eagles. And it'll be great. And it'll be a wonderful, another wonderful atmosphere uh, at AT&T Stadium. We'll, we'll chop it up, obviously, more next week. But that was not an awe-inspiring performance from Seattle last night. No, and, and I didn't get to see much. I just kind of was monitoring the score as we were working. And, uh, it probably played out about how you think based on the score. Yeah, and so, you know, if you can just get that one and keep going. And, you know, they, they obviously haven't taken anything for granted, although, you know, 45 to 10, but we forget going into the fourth quarter, it was 20 to 10. Yep. And they were grinding. I mean, you know, and they were having trouble stopping – uh, how, you know, and the funny part was, uh, in the end, or the irony was, that they were picking on Duran Bland the whole game. Sure. I, you know, other than the interception, he probably didn't have one of his better games. And then he just wiped it all away uh, with that pick six, which is rather incredible that he's got five of them now. And not only is that a single-season uh, NFL record, it's a franchise record for the Cowboys for a career no one's had really than, no one's had more than four huh and do and you know that there there are 10 teams in the nfl who have never had five pick sixes in a season for their whole team well cowboys were had to be one of them because i the, guess so the, the record was four and to put context to it Deion sanders was here four years and he had two pick sixes wow right nine for his career and he played 14 years. 
And this wow. kid's played a year and a half, and he's got five. It's just incredible. And and they and they keep picking on him. I guess they don't want to go at Gilmore. I don't know. Uh, but they keep picking on him, and, and they were kind of successful. I mean, how through, but that's the that's what his career has been this year, right? He, he'll throw for 300 yards, and um, unfortunately, he gets a he gets picked or he gets sacked. He hadn't got yep. sacked four times this game. Uh, that's uh, I believe ten in the last two games, uh, and they don't score points. It's almost like hollow yards uh, for their offense. So. They got their own problems, but the Cowboys uh, did what they should have done. It just took a little bit more time. I was thinking when uh, Dolly sang 9 to 5, I, I was thinking the Cowboys must feel like they were working 9 to 5, having to try to win this game. And then everything um, exploded in the fourth quarter. Well, we appreciate you, as always. Catch up with you again on Monday and start firing up for that Seattle game. Okay, sounds good. There you go. Mickey Spagnola from DallasCowboys.com. Coming up next, we're live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Addison, 5000 Beltline Road. If you want to come celebrate your Black Friday with us or maybe you need to stop over in between shopping spots or maybe you're just like, well, I mean, I shop on the Internet, so I can do that from the Buffalo Wild Wings. All valid reasons to come see us. Coming up next, the Mavs and Stars both played right after Peace-a-thon, so we will catch up with their exploits next right here on The Fan. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This segment of the KNC Masterpiece is brought to you by Franklin Frankel. Life is unpredictable and accidents happen. Franklin Frankel are the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in the DFW. And if your loved one have been injured in an accident, contact Frankel and Frankel for a free consultation at truckwreck.com or call 214-817-333-3333. Two teams that aren't the mix of Detroit. Detroit's lost 12 in a row. And we'll see them on the road trip. Also see one of the hottest teams in OKC. Threading it through the defense. Doncic finds him in the corner. KNC Masterpiece back here on 1053 The Fan. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings. In Addison, 5000 Beltline Road, I realize I've done a poor job at one specific aspect okay. of this appearance, is we also have three pops we're giving away, three mini helmets, 
jerseys. You're talking about hats, soda? Long, <laughs> no, for the Cowboys. We call them Cokes here in Texas. Yes. No, I... <laughs> Not that kind of pop. Okay. The pop, the little vinyl figures. So there's pops, mini helmets, thank you, hats, jerseys, long sleeve shirts, all that are going to be given away. If you enter out here at Buffalo Wild Wings, you can also enter for your opportunity to win a pair of tickets to a Cowboys home game courtesy of Miller Lite. So in addition to the food, the beer specials, that is also going down here at Buffalo Wild Wings in Addison. Now, and TCU just scored after a turnover by Oklahoma. It's tied at seven right now, TCU, Oklahoma. You can get out here and watch that. You can watch. The battle of who will have first downs in this Iowa-Nebraska game? Yeah, it's – I mean, that guy, that dude just dropped the ball, and I'm like, you can't afford any drop passes or fumbles or anything in a game of this, I guess, not magnitude. <laughs> so do you want to start with – I know you were in yeah, on both. I'll tell you what, that pass that we just played the highlight of, of Luca, It was, I was amazing. Like, that was a good pass. That was a really good pass. And then they showed the replay, and I was like, Oh, my God, he threw it in between LeBron's legs. Yes. I did not notice that in live. It, when, when they were yep. showing it on television, you're like, that's a good pass. Yep. Really good pass to find. I believe it might have been Derek Jones Jr. in the corner. But I was like, when they showed the replay, I was like, oh, my God, he threw it in between his legs. And it wasn't like he was close to LeBron. It was a cross-court pass where he got it in between LeBron's legs. Now, Rigo, I don't know if you have this audio. That is called a nutmeg. But does Sean Sharif have another term for it? I'm trying to, I'm trying to look for that audio. Let okay, me see if I okay. Can find it. I got Sean Sharif thinks it should be called something else, and we'll try to play that for you. A between the legs pass. Yes, he has different thoughts about what it's called. A five hole pass. Uh, you'll have to wait and see. Okay. Is do you want to start with Mavs or Stars? Because I know. Well, I watched both of them. Obviously, I did find myself watching more Mavs than. Uh, Vegas and Stars, even though that was a really good game. Like, uh, I guess I'll, I'll go with Mavs first and stay away from. Did that game make you mad? The Maverick game? Yes. Yes. Because you yeah. asked me if I watched it. I watched the first, like, two and a half quarters. Yeah. And they were playing great. Yeah. And I thought, <laughs> like, All that right. was pretty much a wrap. So, one of the biggest fights I've ever gotten my wife with was 2003. And the Mavs were playing on ESPN. They were either 14-0 and or 14-1. and It was one of the greatest starts in NBA history. If you go back to 2003, that's the first year that they had Nick Van Exel and Rafe LaFrance, and obviously the big three with Dirk and Nash and Finley. Very good team. Now, they had traded for them at the All-Star break the year before, but this was the first year they were together as a team. And it was right around this time, maybe a little bit later, it was probably closer to Christmas as the NBA season used to start around Halloween. And the Mavs were up by almost 30 points against the Lakers late in the third quarter. And this They were 17-1 and one at that point. 17-1. and one. So I knew it was outstanding. And the Mavericks are killing the Lakers. And I remember the broadcast going, hey, at this point, this is for real. The, La- the, the Mavericks are the best team in the NBA. It's not the Lakers. And the Mavericks look like they're poised to destroy the NBA and win the championship. And then the fourth quarter kept going on, and the Mavericks weren't scoring, and Kobe and Shaq are going crazy, and I am getting furious. And I remember leaving, like, some sort of Christmas party early or something because my wife wanted to stay longer, and I had to watch the Mavs and the Lakers, and they lost that game. And she came home, and I was mad, and she's like, it's just a game. And I yelled back, it's not just a game! 
And then I walked out of the house and took like a, an hour walk around the city of Fort Worth for the most part. That's where we were living at the time. And just furious. And now this game is happening. Now I'm not yelling. I'm not standing up. But I'm like, oh, my gosh. Around the same time in the season, yep. this is happening again. They're about to lose a 20-point lead to the Lakers. And they're not the defending champs. They don't have Kobe and Shaq in their prime. This is horrible. And luckily... At the end of the game, Luka made a drive, passed to Kyrie around the wing, and Kyrie made a big three. And then luckily LeBron made a horrible pass to Anthony Davis. He was open. He had on. Luka gave good help, but it wasn't a very good pass. And luckily the Mavs stole that ball. Then they inbound the ball. They get the free throws by Kyrie. And then LeBron misses the corner three. He was on line. It was just short. Yep. And that would have sent it to overtime because that was yeah. like right at and the And I thought buzzer. for sure if he makes that, the Mavericks are going to lose by 10 points. All the momentum was lost by the Dallas Mavericks, but luckily they made two key plays in the end to win that game, and I didn't have to yell at my wife, it's not just a game. <laughs> I would hope that argument wouldn't come up again. Now, remember, I told you that pass we called the nutmeg. Sean yeah. Sharif says this. Did you see Wemby peg the player yesterday, last night? Whoa, oh, Sean. Is that what it's called when you go through, you, you throw the ball through their legs? Is soccer no, where it be like, he got pegged? Or is that, a, is that, a, is that the correct term? <laughs> I, yeah, I would not use them. Okay. It's How a, long ago was that? Because you remember that. And he said Wimby, so it had yeah, to be Yeah, it was recently. this. Yeah, but uh, go check that out, Sean. I you hope peg you look. a hitter like when you throw at him. Yeah, and you, Mike. I mean, or you don't have to throw at him. You just you peg him there's, there's, in the ribs or whatever. There's other uh, definitions for that yeah. word, too. That uh, Yeah, if you hit a guy with the baseball in the rear end, you don't want to say where you pegged him. Yeah, you're actually getting closer to that other <laughs> definition, too. So check it out. I hope Sean got an opportunity but to go look that up. The Mavs won. It was a, it was a nice win. Derek Lively got hurt in that okay. game. Now, also, all of a sudden, Rashawn Holmes was the backup center before the injury. But Rashawn Holmes had 10 rebounds in limited minutes off the bench. And I'm hoping that if Derek Lively's healthy, I don't know if he'll play tomorrow or not, but that seemed to be a big part of the game is that Rashawn Holmes played the backup center minutes because when you were watching, he was doing great. Yes. And people have, I feel like people have asked about him several times throughout the season. You, know, you mentioned it on Peace of Thought. Yeah. Like that's one of the only things that could change. Yes. And, and I think you saw a look at that. Now, the good news is Mark Stein said that Derek Lively was walking under his own power. So I know you were concerned about the back, but also potentially the legs, yeah. or more specifically the ankles. Uh, he was walking under yeah. his own power. He insists he's fine. Okay. Now, if that translates to, I'm definitely going to play against the Clippers. Like I'm not having surgery. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Or tear yeah, anything. Yeah. I'm fine in that sense. But I don't know, man. That was a hard fall. And then he didn't put any pressure on his left leg. And look, professional teams are professional fibbers, to be nice. Nothing against the Mavericks. The Cowboys do it. The Rangers do it. The Stars do it. Hockey's been doing it forever. But it's like, he fell on his back. Just say it's a back injury. But then if his back was hurt, why was he not putting any pressure on his left leg? Like, he wouldn't even take a step with his left leg. So there has to be something that is bugging him in his left hip, his left knee, his left ankle. Something was bugging him on his left side, but they just left it at, oh, yeah, it's just a back contusion. He's not returning. Hopefully he'll be fine. Good win from the Mavs. And uh, Rashawn Holmes, to me, was kind of an under, under the – 
radar story is that he was the backup, and he did a very good job as a backup center. Now, on the Stars front... They tied it. They did. And so they had <laughs> one win, one loss, and one overtime loss in yeah. that string of three right. against three of the high-level opponents. And that is something where they've really struggled. I have to say, I did look at that game and think Vegas is the better team yeah. for, now, for now. But I was still impressed that even with that being the case, the Stars were able to come, come away with a point. I'm with you on that. The three-on-three three was so weird because for the first approximate two minutes of overtime, the Stars controlled every – like, they literally controlled the puck uh, for yeah. almost two straight minutes of overtime. Then when Vegas got it back, I don't know, Shlomo McGee whiffs on his first uh, take of trying to score. And then, unfortunately, it got Otter so <laughs> off yeah. balance yeah. because there's no way you would fake a full swing at the puck <laughs> – and still have control over it, but he did, and then backhanded it to win the game. I thought it was a great game. Very so if the shot would have been off, you think he yes, would have stuffed if it. If he would have actually shot the puck on the first one, Otter saves it, and then who knows where the rebound yeah, goes yeah, or what happens yeah. from there. But it was just a weird – it was like the greatest whiff in my hockey history of, like, getting a, a goalie <laughs> off balance to score. Three-on-three hockey is really fun to it watch. It is so much it's open ice. They'll actually take the puck out of the – the, I call it the offsides area. They'll they'll cross the blue line to yep. then go back where they're like, let's get guys back to reset because you can't really sub in that situation. It's really fun to watch. I'm with you. Vegas is probably the same better that they were last year I in the playoffs to now. But it was a great game to watch. I thought the Stars honestly played great. I thought Otter played great. I, I thought sure. it was I thought it was you were watching high quality hockey. Unfortunately, in overtime, Vegas got the goal and, and won the game. But really great game, I thought, from from a, a hockey fan standpoint. And these two games in particular display an interesting dynamic between the sports. It's like, hey, the Lakers came all the way back. and It was really impressive, and they still lost. Well, the Stars, they come back. I know it's only one goal, but right. they, they come back. They lose, but they're like, we still got a point. Yeah. You know, the Lakers don't get to go, well, we got a half of a win yeah. for that. And so that is an interesting dynamic where you you can kind of take not necessarily moral victories, but you legit got a point out of it. And yeah. I'm very concerned that Iowa had their field goal blocked. And so it's that, still zero. It's zero. still zero to zero. What if the final score is zero to zero? They play overtime. They miss field goals in overtime. You, this can game can go zero to, to zero. No, tie? they'll play until well because remember after the third one they'll just do the two point plays this but game then, what if nobody converts on those you know what that's you just fair. keep playing or do you just say we'll take a tie <laughs> I, I i don't know how that's gonna go the first quarter is almost over they have 74 yards one block field goal and three punts i'm trying to look at sports differently through the lens of the texas rangers there was no way you should pick the Rangers to beat the Astros in the ALCS, right? Sure. They won the series 9-4. to four. They beat you by 30 runs. I think it was 29 runs yeah. in the three-game series at Texas. So there was kind of this thing of going into the ALCS going, this doesn't make sense. The Rangers have no right to win this seven-game series after watching the regular season these two teams play against each other. Yet the Rangers were able to win that series. So I look at... The Stars losing to Vegas or the Mavericks losing to whoever and go, hey, these games count and you want to have a better record at the end to have home ice or home court advantage. But do I want to make definitive 
decisions. And maybe we get into this uh, next week on San Francisco 49ers, how well they're playing, how the Cowboys play against the 49ers. That matchup doesn't look favorable. But when you get to the playoffs, does it mean that the Stars are going to be the exact same team in November that they will be in April or May? No. Same thing with the the Mavericks. Same things with their opponents. So I look at these and I go, they're important games and you need to win. You need to still stay well above 500. At the same time, I just don't want to put – too much of a definition on a regular season game in November. Okay, so and you're definitely right about that. I feel more comfortable putting a definition on the trio of games as a total because yeah. if you would have gone 0-3-0 there, then I would have been like, yeah. well, what are we even doing? Yeah, and by you the know? way, I spoke way too soon. TCU missed the extra point from, oh. from six feet away because <laughs> – now that you, when you watch NFL and you watch uh, college, you're like, God, that's an easy extra what they point. They got Brandon Aubrey kicking and, out there. And then uh, TCU did give up another touchdown, and, and they converted on the extra point. So it's 14-6 to six right now, Oklahoma over TCU. And unfortunately, A&M is playing really bad at basketball today. Smoked. They're getting killed by either Florida Atlantic or Florida Atlanta. But I'm I, pretty sure it's Atlantic. I'm pretty sure also that it is Atlantic. And it's still 0-0, zero to zero, almost the end of the first in the Nebraska-Iowa game. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Addison, 5,000 Beltline Road. Coming up next, it's time for Gridiron Gravy. Well, let's talk about those other non Cowboys Thanksgiving games next right here on the fan let's first talk about men's tea clinic I actually went there today now they're a little bit limited with their hours today they close a little bit early they are open on most Saturdays for you guys that are way too busy but guys if you're feeling like I did 10 years ago and I'll be honest at times I'm not able to get to men's tea clinic and after a few weeks of not being on their testosterone therapy I noticed a big difference in my energy level so happy to get over there today uh, at the Addison location, right pretty much across the highway here from Buffalo Wild Wings. But if you feel like you're lacking energy, lacking focus, uh, maybe your mood isn't the same as it used to be at nighttime, if you know what I'm talking about. Men's Tea Clinic can help with all of those things. Give them a call at 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA. It is still November, so they're still raising money for Movember. Make sure to get those mustaches going during the month of November. Men's Tea Clinic is great. They're ran by Bobby and Derek, the co-founders. They are amazing. Five DFW area locations. Go to mensteaclinic.com to find all the different uh, locations that they have, plus all the different therapies that they have. 972, go Men's Tea. Guys, let's get back to being you through Men's Tea Clinic. This segment of the KNC Masterpiece is brought to you by Window Nation and Classic Chevrolet. Just announced Classic Chevrolet in Grapevines, one-time Equinox offloads. A limited supply of excess Equinox models will be sold direct to the public below market value. See them all at ClassicChevrolet.com. Don't wait. Classic Chevrolet, find new roads. Start with A.J. Dillon in the backfield, but it's a fake. Love protected. Love going deep. Christian Watson, the intended receiver, and he's got it. A big play up top on the first play. And what a start for these Packers. 
KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 through the fan. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Addison, 5000 Beltline Road from the 469. Any updates on the OUTCU game? Yeah, you should come down to Buffalo Wild Wings and watch it. Yeah, with we're us. not giving any more updates unless I'm just, you watch we, the game. We with can us. tell them it is 14-13 Oklahoma, which yeah. actually sparked a conversation about the two-point conversion that we might have to get into at some point. But yeah, I hope you come out here. Mike has already started doing some of the giveaways. We have pops, we have mini helmets, hats, jerseys, long yeah. sleeve shirts. Plus, you can enter for an opportunity to win a pair of Dallas Cowboys tickets courtesy of Miller Lite. So all kinds of fun stuff. And that's not even mentioning the food and beer special. Yeah, I figured everybody who came out here early around the 10 o'clock hour, now 11 o'clock hour, deserved to get maybe a, a Funko Pop. Yes. And a mini helmet. But like you said, we have more for Funko sure. Pops. We have more mini helmets. We have jerseys. We have hats. Obviously, you register for tickets. Yep. I don't believe you have to be here to you win do You yeah, do so not. Yeah, so if you got here early and had to leave, or if you get here at some point and have lunch, but you have plans at 1 o'clock, you can still win those Dallas Cowboy tickets. And um, it's still 0-0 zero to zero in Iowa, Nebraska. Yeah, shocker <laughs> as we've started quarter number two. That over-under is starting to feel a little high right there. Is All right. Let's say we go around the entire NFL and dip into some gridiron gravy. Deep tamales. Well, in my face, as soon as I said that, Iowa ran a pass off the right side, and I looked down and didn't see how the hell he got from the 30 to the one-yard line, but good job, Iowa. That's still a mile away yeah, from Iowa. That's, <laughs> they should be able to get at least three points out of this. Is So I, I want to go back to the commanders. We, If you missed it earlier, Jack Del Rio did get fired, and Josh Harris, the commander's owner, said, I feel exactly how our fans feel today, disappointed and frustrated. Mike, do the commanders have to win at least four or five, if not all five, for Ron Rivera to keep his job? I would think so. I think the new ownership did the right thing in this. They said, let's pretty much run it with the same staff. Obviously, they got enemy from Kansas City, and I do think that was a good hiring, but it's like, Let's give him a chance. Ron Rivera, as far as we know, right, we don't know these people, seems like a good person. Yeah. Right? He seems yeah, yeah, like yeah. a good guy. By the way, I was 0 for 2 and trying to punch it in from the <laughs> one-yard line. So now it's third and goal from Tremendous. the Tremendous. Um, they're giving him a chance, and he's failing again. And yeah. I've never thought he was a great head coach. Now, the, 2015, amazing, when Carolina went 15-1, and, and they went to the Super Bowl, and they lost to Denver. But – uh, at this point, I look at Ron Rivera and go, what does he do, the motivation? Does he get the most out of his players? Uh, I don't know. I, I just don't know. As a, oh, my God, a miracle well, has happened. I think we have a touchdown, ladies and gentlemen. They need to review that. There's no way it actually happened, right? <laughs> it, if it did, it only took them three plays yeah. to get And, like, if it happened, yard. it's like maybe half of the football got over the <laughs> yeah. line for uh, the Iowa <laughs> and, Hawkeyes. And I have nothing against Iowa or Nebraska. I'm just actively rooting against yeah. points in this game now. That, that being said, I wonder how attractive the commander's job is to other uh, coaches. The other thing too is, I would just think you got Bienemy. I, I don't want to say you stole Bienemy, but you possibly got Bienemy from Washington when nobody thought that was going to be the job that he took, unless it was a head coaching job. So I would just think that they would elevate Bienemy yes. to head coach. I, slash, I, you're also still the offensive coordinator. Yeah, depending on how they think his work has gone with Hal and everything like that. I, I'm I'm with you on that. By the way. 
For people who are catching up, and they might have been behind on this, we've been talking about Deron Bland since last week as a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. He's now up to fourth in the betting odds behind, okay. you could probably guess, the big three of Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, and T.J. Watt. So Deron Bland now fourth on that list for Defensive Player of the Year. Who won it last year? Was it Bosa? Uh, yeah. Okay. Right? I was like... Not Watt. No, Watt was two years ago. Right. I was just thinking, is a Bosa ever going to be healthy enough to actually win this? And then before I said it, I was like, I think he won last year. But it just seems like Bosa's always struggle to stay healthy to be in the strong conversation for this. But, you know, for Deron Bland, this is awesome. I do think at the end of the year, though, that Micah Parsons will have more votes for that award okay. than Deron Bland will. Now, yeah. I'm not telling you. Micah still might win it at 11 and a half sacks now. And the, the versatile role he's playing, I do think he's worked himself back into the conversation. Obviously, the odds would say he has. It'll be interesting to see what Cleveland has left, what um, Pittsburgh has left, and then what Dallas has left. And I, I do think it's pretty wide open for those three guys. For Deron Bland, I would think he needs, in a weird way, like two more pick sixes to two? Over, to overtake those guys as defensive player of the year to win it. Like what? If he gets to double digit interceptions, okay, I and, hear you. And has you. the he most has seven right now. Yeah, so three more interceptions, but no more touchdowns. But still set the record. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. It's just it's weird because he's really good. Is he? It's for another conversation of where would you put him in kind of cornerbacks in the NFL. Yeah. He's probably going to get paid a whole bunch of money in a couple of years because he is really good. But I'm interested to ask you a question based off of the highlight of the Packers-Detroit Lions yes. game. What the hell happened in that game? So here's my question based off of the result, and then we can get more into the game. If you had to pick right now, Minnesota is 6-5 and five and holding the last wild card spot okay. with – Dabalina as their quarterback, yes. Josh Dobbs. And then the Packers just had a big win on Thanksgiving to go to five and six. Yeah. Who are you picking if it's between those two teams to make the playoffs? I know there's other teams that can do it, but if you had to pick between Minnesota and the Packers to make the last spot, who are you picking? I'm going to pick the Vikings just because Jefferson is coming back. Okay. You know, like you're adding a top, top, top level talent back into the mix. Ooh, look at A&M make their comeback down to four. They were down 19 points in the second half. Do you I do feel believe. like you're doing a little bit more of like KNC masterpiece at night with yeah, all the games a, on? A little bit. And that's why I was hoping that, you know, the Black Friday NFL game would have happened because there but there's already so many sports happening around that's, here. Buffalo Wild Wings. And I see at least. 18 TVs in front of me. So yeah, we're in the kind of the bar area. There is a, another seating area too, but this is fun to do sports talk radio while there's a lot of games going on. It also reminds me of the first two days of the tournament. That's okay. the, of the NCAA tournament. But what happened to the Lions yesterday? Well, there's a lot. I was shocked. Their offensive line has been really, really good. But Rashawn Gary, he is like, Nah, I don't care about any of that. And he had three sacks, forced a fumble on Jared Goff, and I think he might have forced him to fumble twice and recovered one of them. So there's that. There's the offensive line struggles in general. Then there's the fact that on their first five fourth down attempts, they didn't get any of them. Yeah. They got one when it was like, hey, good luck. You're going to need a miracle to make this happen. But 
they were all kinds of out of sorts. And so my question is, okay. look, I get it. You lose games to teams that you shouldn't lose to. Lord knows the Cowboys know that. But you needed a really big time comeback to come back against the terrible Bears. And now yeah. the Lions lose to the Packers in a game that I realized the final score was closer. But the Packers were in complete control of that game all day long. What's the concern level if you're Detroit? Hi. Uh, not in losing the division. They are eight and three. Minnesota sure. six and five, and the Packers are five and six. But the concern is just two weeks ago, before that Chicago game, people were saying, hey, Detroit might go to the Super Bowl. Hey, Detroit might be the best team in the NFC. And so as the season plays out, you start getting a better idea. I will say this. Uh, it wasn't back-to-back weeks that you played Arizona and San Francisco, was it, this year? I don't think you lost two in a row, did you? I'm sorry. No. But the Cowboys were not playing good football around that time. Correct. In fact, they were playing horrible football. To lose to arguably the worst team in the NFL and then to just get blown out by the team you've been thinking about for six months. Because they had the Patriots in between. Okay. Uh, is the Cowboys went through a lull. Detroit's going through a lull, but we are getting closer to the end. They have plenty of time. They have six games to get out of this, yeah. to show that they really deserve to be on the level of, let's face it, the Eagles, the 49ers, and the Cowboys, probably in that order because that's the order they somewhat finished last year in the playoffs and the order of their records right now. And we were putting Detroit in that tier. Now I have to take them out of that tier and go, Look, if the Cowboys play Detroit, which they will early or later in the year, if they play them in the playoffs, I have the Cowboys winning by 10 points, even if it's at Detroit. 20 wow. points if it's here. I, the Cowboys just destroy teams here. <laughs> they really and do. so I just look at it and go, Detroit now is out of that tier level, and they have time to convince me that they really could beat the Eagles, the 49ers, or the Cowboys in a playoff game. But now after these two weeks – I think that they could even get upset in the first round of the playoffs by, let's say, a Minnesota Vikings, Green Bay Packers, or Seattle Seahawks. If you want to look for like an immediate thing that the Lions have struggled with, their first nine games, Jared Goff turned the ball over five times. These last two games, he's turned the ball over six times. Okay. So turnovers have just absolutely crushed them. Yeah. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, 877-881-1053. You want to weigh in on the truckwreck.com text line, hit us up on Twitch or on the YouTube. It's Dallas Cowboys thank you notes. Who deserves a tip of your cap after another blowout victory? Let's talk about it next, live from Buffalo Wild Wings in Addison on 105.3 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.